1: Hi I'm Bex and I'm Laura and we are The Worst Girl Gang Ever, a podcast and platform
2: to support educate and empower people through the heartbreaking experience of baby loss. This summer sees us launching our one-of-a-kind pathway to recovery, a course to shine a guiding light through these dark times. To find out more visit our website www.theworstgirlgangever.co.uk
1: Welcome to this week's episode of the Worst Girl Gang Ever and we are joined in our studio by Sally. Hi Sally, thank you so much for joining us. Hello, thanks for having me. No problem at all. Excellent. And this e-
2: You're in your new studio as well. I
1: am literally, well I'd like to think about it as our studio because you can't see, but to my right you can just see some mugs up there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: These are all our t-shirts and all our sweatshirts. To my left is all our ingredients for the... Membership boxes. Awesome. So Ooh. this is actually the worst girl gang ever, Nash International Distribution
2: Centre. Yeah, HQ. HQ, yeah.
1: All so it, it, it's Some
2: Soft furnishings in there because the sound quality is, is echoey. Shocking. Oh, yeah. Do you remember when we first started recording podcasts? And I was in my living room that's got like wooden floors, wooden table, very yeah. wooden blinds, no soft furnishings. I mean I have got soap guys and cushions, it's not like that, but I haven't got like curtains. I've got
1: blinds coming next week. Will that help? (laughs) Dunno.
2: I don't know. But we'll just have to deal with it. We'll have to deal with it because it's the only place I can. Just write to the studio on a postcard.
1: Yeah, call in International
2: Distribution center Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, should we let Sally talk for a little while? (laughs) Let's. Sally, tell (laughs) us. How did you become a member of the Worst Girl Gang ever?
0: Well I'm quite new to it. I had a miscarriage about two months ago now. So I found out I was pregnant in early January, uh five weeks-ish, and then um I had my booking appointment all excited, and then um at about ten weeks um the bleeding started and then got really, really bad. And after a few trips to a&E and scans and things Um found out that things had stopped happening at about six weeks but it was just a bit of a complicated route to getting to the end point which was um, surgical management in the end
2: right so about three mm. weeks
0: of toing and probing and a lot of bleeding.
2: So often um, people go to EPU expecting an answer like am I miscarrying or not and that's often not the case is it?
0: No, I don't think anyone actually said the word at any point in the many appointments and trips there. Um, and I had the something that you've commonly talked well, about, talked about a lot, which is the silent um, ultrasonographers hmm. over and over again. I had about four and they just didn't tell me, didn't say a word. And um, after obviously sitting like most other people that are going through this at the moment on my own, um with lots of other pregnant women around me um like just like hiding my purple folder not really wanting Mm. anyone to know what was happening but also at the same time crying into my mask with loads of snot and stuff going on it's it wasn't um the best situation to be in to find yourself not really having things explained to you and then having someone else brought into the room to say that there's no heartbeat when actually I didn't wasn't really led into that reality yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah sure. and so did you have any idea before the bleeding that something wasn't right
0: any kind of symptoms did your symptoms die off or I guess they had a little bit yeah and I didn't really I didn't really know that that you was didn't know only... like
1: why would you no one says that do they
0: No one says, oh,
1: you should start to think, panic if your boobs aren't very sore anymore. And
2: well, but also by about nine weeks, the placenta is starting to take over. So your symptoms, it's very normal if your symptoms do start dying down at that point. So it's just a total mind fuck. Yeah.
0: I feel very, I feel so stupid, like so completely, I was so clueless. I had um, quite a fear of um, becoming pregnant and telling not telling anyone all that sort of thing anyway just from I don't know why I just had this sort of built up um thing in my head about just a huge fear of something going wrong in pregnancy at any point yeah just from from my experience of friends having been through it so when I found out I was very excited but I also was just shitting it right from the start and even Mm. when I went for for my booking appointment I was I was like no don't no yeah, I'm not I don't want to be congratulated or talk about excitement and they were like they kind of didn't know why and then they asked if I'd already had a miscarriage or, or rather that was this my first pregnancy yeah. and so maybe I'd had a bad experience before and no I hadn't personally but
1: that's so crazy that health professionals within this kind of sector can be like, oh, why are you not excited about this pregnancy? When they know the statistics, they know more than anyone, surely, yeah. that it's not, it shouldn't, you know, not like you shouldn't. Obviously, you you can't help but be excited. But if it was me and I was in that situation, I'd be like, look, it's still really early days. Obviously, there are stuff that can, there is stuff that can go wrong and the bloody, blah blah, blah, blah. just to, to give us a more re- realistic expectation because I just think it's crazy for yeah. booking in appointments and midwives to be saying oh congratulations this is amazing news because when you hear
2: that Bex, but think sorry. about it from your your position so when you had your mis- miscarriage you didn't have any of those anxieties and things like that because it had never happened to you before so I, I imagine it's quite unusual for them to see somebody who this hasn't happened to before, who is having these anxieties as if they have been through it. Because most people, until they've actually been through it themselves, they don't really get it.
1: When I was pregnant with my first, I was saying to, I remember going in, I was saying to the midwife, how likely is a miscarriage like now? How likely is it in, just constantly looking for reassurance and watching her face and looking at her and, and just being like, you know is this is it is it safe when because knowing nothing about it but as you say Sally being terrified of kind of mm. what could go wrong but obviously by the I mean that was my first and as you know I've I've got three so by the fourth time I was very blasé oh, okay. so that last time I was incredibly blasé and it was almost like oh I, I you know I fucking took my finger off the pulse didn't I I right. let myself calm down and I shouldn't have done I should have been more wary and I would have taken this better type thing but I just think you have a responsibility as that person that you're booking an appointment to to give a realistic expectation because i think as as people who are not medical professionals when you go into that sort of environment the clinical environment with people that know what they're talking about all you're doing is looking for their reaction and if they're like this is amazing congratulations da da da, da then you're going to of course you're going to be completely like reassured aren't you yeah and sometimes wrongly so like like unfortunately mm. sally that that you
0: ha, ha, were yeah I think um, my whole sort of experience of the people that I dealt with along the way wasn't brilliant um, and I had to do a lot of frantic, well I think lots of people do have to do a lot of frantic research on your own and like I say that lack of actually saying the word or referring to exactly what may have been happening, obviously they have to give it time and do the rescans yeah. and things but it was just really shocking at the end of it all i I suppose did you experience pain as well as the bleeding
1: or did that come later
0: yeah yeah it was um it really was just constant bleeding and then just like the horrible gushing of of which is also quite a a surprise and i'm talking about that now because i want people to know that that can happen and it's just Mm, yeah a bit terrifying i remember going to a&e because it was a little bit painful but it was doing this whole gushing thing and um the nurse at the reception was who sort of booked me in and asked about COVID and stuff was lovely and then when I had to go to the front desk and explain to the person across a a screen quite loudly what was wrong I didn't know what to say I was completely Mm. sort of stunned and frozen and the nurse that booked me in just shouted over abdominal pain (laughs) it's like yeah
2: (laughs) Oh, that's horrendous! You mentioned before we I, we've spoken about it before on the the episode with Emma, the sonographer, about getting more information from people when they're scanning you. So, were you? Did you ask them questions? Did you have to ask them what was happening, or were they just were they just not forthcoming with any information?
0: Um, I I did ask them a little bit. I think the first time I was completely stunned and didn't really know what they were referring to what they could see as your pregnancy and why they were sort of comforting me other than the fact that I was crying. Um, other than that, they just said that they could see my pregnancy and a bleed. And that was kind of it. Didn't really know what was happening and mm. what did they. And then, yeah, the, the, the few scans that followed after that were entirely silent. And I had to say, can you see anything? Mm. Is it still there? Like. You know, and um, I just didn't know whether I was allowed to say anything. Yeah, and also felt annoyed that I had to ask because I felt a bit yeah. frozen in the moment. And I think having to ask for clarification in these situations is
1: is it's really painful because. there's two things there was certainly with with me it was it was I found it excruciating because it with me it was all the medical jargon about talking about the baby so it wasn't this is your baby you know when I had the baby removed from me and then that she literally held up like a specimen pot and said and I said is that is that the, the baby and I just felt so stupid. And she was like, "Oh, this is the product of conception, yes." <sighs> and I was like, "What does that?" And me and my husband looked at each other. And I was like, "Is that? What does that mean?" She's like, "Oh, this—it's the pregnancy. There's a lot of pregnancy tissue." And and you know, and you just feel like oh, I should know this. And I just feel like a dick. And on top of all the the horrible, horrible things that you're feeling, the last thing you need to be feeling is a little bit humiliated. Yeah. You don't know what's going on, and you yeah. have to ask, but you don't know how to ask. And as you say something, you can't find the right words and you're in complete trauma and this heartbreaking heart-wrenching situation and yet you have to try and navigate this kind of medical terminology on top of that it just seems so cruel in a way
0: yeah I mean I don't know whether Tim my partner would have been able to ask the right questions if he were able to have been there but obviously couldn't because of Covid but um yeah the the final scan I had just before um I have my surgical management um was done by a, a different um, midwife and she was amazing she was chatting to me and I was like oh what's going on yeah um, and she really felt awful for me she, she said you know you've got um healthily pregnant mums having their scans with me who've said the same they've had a scan before and everything's been perfectly okay but because it's been silent they've been absolutely breaking yeah, it because they don't know yeah, yeah. what's going on I was gonna say in terms of knowing what things are that has been one of the things that's really been doing my head in and I really have been a bit like transfixed with because I just haven't known what was passed and stuff and I think because I've got a medical job um I'm a veterinary nurse I'm kind of in, even more sort of inquisitive in terms of knowing what was actually happening and what was being passed so, and I didn't yeah. know about all of that and I was literally flip fishing through the loo yeah or stuff um
1: but then not really knowing what, what no. it was I I guess like well, that's what we had we were fishing through the toilet yeah. we were desperate not to pass or to, to we wanted to bury the baby our baby so we're fishing yeah. through the toilet at home and Rob was collecting all this stuff with a slotted spoon and we were both looking at it like obviously completely traumatized by this stuff but not knowing how many blood clots there were or yeah, what, yeah. But what the baby would look like or how big the blood clots are or whether you know and it's just such an awful thing to go through when you're not at all prepared
0: for what you're going to see yeah and I still don't feel as though I've got like complete closure on that and I even took in the day before I went in for the procedure I actually passed about four days after having what were like contractions and then being told that I for for like four hours and not really passing much other than a lot of clots um yeah four days later I passed something without any sort of effort or pain and took it in with me on the Friday to hospital and had to ask for them to take a look at it and they went and looked at it and still I was a bit doped off afterwards, obviously, after that unsettling. Yeah. And they still didn't really tell me. They were like, "Yeah, it does look like something. We'll send it." Yeah. Off. Like, well, it's been sent off to be tested for certain things, but not. You know, I don't know what it is. Just tell me. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's just um, uh, feels a bit sort of unfinished. But I know yeah. that's just. I'm so sorry. That's one
1: thing in the big picture of it yeah, being shit. Just got... <laughs> It sucks so much, I think, when you have like you have ongoing physical stuff. You don't really feel like you can get round to the emotional healing, do you? Because you're still every day dealing with this blood and every day dealing with the pain, every day dealing with the medical jargon and when will it end? And, and has it ended? And will I get a negative pregnancy test when I take the test and all that stuff? So how did you feel? Because I mean, what you have had is termed as an early miscarriage. How did you feel about telling your
0: friends and family? Did you tell them? or? Mm. Yeah, we hadn't told um, anyone until the point where I knew that I was going to have surgery. So that was at the point when um, I didn't know who I was, maybe supposed to have been, say, 12 weeks or something. Um, so I hadn't said a single word to anyone apart from um, at work where there were certain things that I... Should probably have stopped. Oh, okay. living Yeah. Um, and so yeah, we just we sort of did little Zoom calls to little groups of the family, really, and said things like, "Well, I was going to have a baby, but no, I'm not." it's like that. And but Tim was next to me, and sometimes he had to take over because I just couldn't say
2: anymore. And um, yeah, yeah. Do you wish you had told people before? Do you regret keeping the news to yourself?
0: No. Okay. I think, um, I don't know, I just feel as though we didn't for a reason. And unfortunately, that reason came true. And um, yeah. yeah.
2: Hopefully you go on to have another healthy pregnancy. And will you keep the news to yourself then? What do you think you would tell people?
0: Hopefully we'll try and keep it to myself again, okay. I think, yeah. Um, I mean, my partner, Tim, was saying, you know, about, about um, having that support there from the outset because it obviously being, it, it would be an even more anxious, mm. terrifying oh. situation than before rather than, and it was bad enough before. yeah Yeah. um so maybe it might be a good idea but I think we might might just Just have to play it by yeah of
1: course Uh, yeah and how do you feel like now because obviously this is I mean this is so recent for you so recent how do you feel now about the thought of of trying again is it terrifying or or do you want to just kind of quack on
0: (laughs) both Mm. (laughs) yeah um I mean i've been doing um counseling um through making miracles um the charity we have helped with some sessions which is brilliant and they've actually said that they will help with um sessions when you become pregnant again to help you through the sort of anxiety that's really good Yeah. yeah um so that's helping a little bit i feel as though it's helping in terms of being able to talk about what happened but difficult to actually get to the point where you're talking about the future and how to move forwards because actually there's a lot of post stuff still happening and you know accepting that I'm allowed to feel certain ways about how crap it was yeah um yeah I really do want to crack on but I'm absolutely terrified of it happening again and again and again sure that's understandable yeah
1: it's completely understandable but how how do you feel about your body are you angry or have you managed to kind of put it in perspective and seen what's happened as your body holding on because it, you know was desperate to to retain the baby
0: um I haven't really thought angry at sort of myself or it being capable of holding on to things and and doing what it's supposed to do and all that stuff I haven't really ever felt like that at any point which is good yeah I mean I can imagine that I might feel like that if it happens again I suppose part of that is also not really having got my head entirely around what's happened yeah maybe I never will
2: (laughs) probably not yeah it feels like you've got unfinished business doesn't it yeah but how do you get those answers it's tough, isn't it? No. Oh.
1: <laughs> yeah. And how how has your partner dealt with everything?
0: Um he's been absolutely amazing, really, because yeah, considering the amount of times he's just had to sit in the car feeling
1: mm.
0: absolutely useless or yeah, you know, just not knowing what I'm gonna come up with the hospital saying next. Um he's been so understanding and actually um even all of those ugly feelings that you guys talk about a lot have been really really bad over the past couple of weeks when I as I started to sort of like go out into the public and
2: yeah uh, I can imagine what is it that you find like most difficult is it seeing pregnant women or babies or people that you know it's literally
0: watching people walk up the road with their kids to the primary school at the top of the hill it's like anyone <laughs> just so angry and sad and it's just of course some of that is is jealousy but I think it's more about what a fucking shit time I had yeah yeah and of other people obviously many many people have and it just not being fair and obviously thinking you know i should have been 20 weeks on friday and yeah. things like that all all the time all the time all the milestone the milestones just plague you don't they it was just awful and my f- parents always said things like you know you can't always you can't be like what if and what could have been you, know, you can't be like that in life but you I can't think, help not be like that no i think on this occasion it's very much a case of yeah, that, that it I just think does
2: happen on these sorts nice. of occasions anything goes you just have to battle through however you can there's no Come right or wrong way. way to do it yeah
1: and have your friends and family hit you with the uh, the at leasts
0: yeah they did yeah initially yeah okay. um, some, some of them did um
1: well at least it was early at least you know you can get pregnant
2: yeah yeah, That's and it all bit, comes yeah. from a good place, doesn't it? It's, yeah. it's, it's always well yeah. meant. They're trying to reassure you, but
0: oh, I don't tough. think they knew what to say. Yeah,
1: um, yeah, it's. I think it, it's it's mostly from that. It's just this this incredible, incredibly strong sense we have as humans to try and help other people feel less crap. And unfortunately, unless you've been through it, if you've been through it, you know that you just say, "Oh shit, that is." rubbish yeah but otherwise you sort of search the resources in your mind for kind of emotional plasters to try yeah. and make people feel better but how, how do you deal with those
0: comments I think I've, I've tried to educate shall we say a little bit which yeah. has uh, <laughs> been a bit of a battle at the at times,
2: hmm. oh, have you pointed <laughs> them in the direction of our podcast that we did for friends and family? <laughs>
0: friends and family podcast. We did no, you
2: haven't
1: actually.
2: Did one in series two. She no, she's like, oh, what?
1: You've got a, you've got a podcast?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. what's it called? <laughs> yeah, we did one at the end of series two, especially for friends and family, for, okay. so for people to send to them. Um, so have a listen of it, and it, it might be helpful. Yeah, I will do. yeah thank you
1: um but also I think I think with that sort of thing I certainly felt like some days I'd be willing to educate and I'd be like well actually that is not what you should be saying to me <laughs> right now yeah but other days I'd just be like yeah thanks yeah 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 and that's fine yeah, like but, you don't have think... to be on this train to educate all the time no. you don't have to be there going well actually that's a really unhelpful comment because of this that and the other if you just want to go yeah thanks very much
2: yeah I don't think I ever said to anybody that that comment's not helpful or or anything no you just told them like to that. fuck
0: off
2: though didn't you <laughs> no I, no I just didn't say anything I'm a people <laughs> You got drunk so I would just smile and nod and pretend that I was fine but um what I was going to say is when it is your first pregnancy you actually tell yourself oh at least I know I can get pregnant well I did anyway I was like <gasps> after a year of trying oh yeah they're right yeah. at least I can get pregnant and I, and then I did start yeah. thinking well yeah at least it was early what I mean is these comments are unhelpful and they're difficult to deal with but when strangers say it it's well meant and I even said it to myself to try and find some sort of emotional plaster for the situation
0: yeah I think I'm still quite angry well I'm very angry about it mm. <laughs> And I think that's what's, like, driving me a bit. I'm sure that at some point I'm going to burn out and...
1: You will, and, you know, that's fine. That's fine. I was very angry. I I remember I was so angry, but it, I wasn't angry all the time, so I'd suddenly have these flashes of, like, blind rage, like, that really yeah. scared me. I'd just, out of nowhere, just be so angry, like, shaking, crying angry, and, and it would kind of pass. <clears throat> and that it, it took it took you know a couple a good couple of months to to work through that at least and then you kind of reach another little stage of grief but i think i'm lucky enough i'm lucky enough to have been in therapy for years <laughs> but what i mean is like i'm lucky enough in that i know how my mind works and i know generally speaking how the human mind and personality i guess needs to be kind of listened to and so I was able to really just let the emotions run through me and I think that's a really important thing and it's something that not actually very many people I think a lot of people are terrified by their emotions and their feelings of Mm. like oh great another pregnancy announcement you asshole you know it's a horrible thing to think but and I think that a lot of people take that sort of inwardly you know and um internalize it and think that makes me a horrible person well no it doesn't it it makes you completely normal
0: Uh, yeah normal I had a real battle last week because we uh, one of our friends had been in touch with Tim to say that she was really upset because she was pregnant and she didn't know how to tell me and are you like, oh, boo hoo? <laughs> that's what
2: I would have be like. really
0: hard
1: for you. Oh, poor you. Oh, I'm and... awkward. <laughs> I hope <agree laughs> she doesn't
0: listen to this. We do. Don't, don't well, tell her you've done this. <laughs> I was pretty, pretty angry that um, she that she was, um, but that's yeah. just, she could have been anyone. Like I say, anyone walking up the street.
2: Um, that's so really pretty, nice that she. Acknowledge that you would have found it difficult yeah and and wanted to help wanted to make it easier for you in some way just not knowing how I guess yeah
1: which actually just it makes you feel like more of an arsehole though when someone's actually nice about it as well because you've really got no reason no like you you can't be angry and hate them exactly and that makes you feel like someone's actually taking the time to care enough about your feelings to contact your to go to do this to do that to do yeah. it text and you'll you still hate them yeah. but then you have the uh, the other sense of being like but they've done everything right and I still hate them therefore I must be a complete douchebag yeah
0: yeah you're not all of that <laughs> all of... but then all it was all of, all of that
1: stuff
0: it went wrong because we tried to explain that I didn't I couldn't be going for the drink with her that we were going to go for and mm. Tim sent the loveliest Text just explaining why it was just too hard for us at, at the moment. Yeah. And then we turned up and she was there. <laughs> and oh. so, yeah, we were a bit, we were both quite furious. And, yeah. Uh, that's the end of that for a while. But it just made me realize that some people just won't understand unless it happened to them.
1: No. And I anyway. think that there is such this, this real, after, after I posted about it, after it happened to us and I literally a couple of days later got a message from one of my husband's friend's wife who I've known who I'm like friends with Facebook on Facebook but I've met her like two or three times and she messaged me and said oh I'm really sorry to hear about what's happened I'm seven weeks pregnant and I'm really scared it's going to happen to me
0: and I remember you saying like I just, what do you do with that? Like, what do you want advice? You yeah. Want? Like, uh, uh, Oh, okay.
1: I'm sorry that you're anyway, she's had the baby now. So it was all fine. But it's just um, that kind of, and I don't, she does, like She's a really nice girl. So she didn't mean any, it's just really? a thoughtlessness, isn't it? It's a, it's a kind of,
2: I don't know, looking for reassurance or I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah. But not fully comprehending how you would feel in that situation like I've got friends who announced pregnancies to me in person uh on a night out or like a gathering and I think oh god she wants to tell me in person or they think it's a good good thing to tell me in person because because they understand the enormity of the situation and how difficult I'm going to find this like full respect but fuck me like really yeah, think, think about it, it for another minute more and you'd realize this is not this is not right this is oh. not the time yeah. especially when there's
1: alcohol like just yeah. there readily available
2: like I've had you... many a time when I've got absolutely just because <laughs> I've just found out that someone else is having a baby yep. and it doesn't even need yeah. to be a friend it can be a friend of a friend and I've said before like people who I've never even met like when my mum would say to me, someone at work is pregnant, I'd be like, wow, fucking fantastic for her. I yeah. almost said the C word then, but I, I...
1: No, if we still managed to resist <laughs> that. I remember my um my some some good friends of mine had um the the boy was very like Prince William, very uh, they were when they were little, they looked very alike and you know, they had this and he saw and then the mum was the same age as Princess Diana, you know, all this kind of stuff growing up and knowing him all my life. And him and his wife really, really struggled to get pregnant. And they got married the same year as William and Kate. And then obviously William and Kate then went on to have their children. Mm-hmm, yeah. Dunk, And they really struggled with it. And these are, you know, they've all, always been compared to this kind of completely famous, like, couple that they're never ever going to meet but they really really struggle with the fact that they had this comparison always and then suddenly they were having children and they were unable to
2: yeah well and I it's... hate Kate as well because there were two pregnancies of hers where I should have been due at the same time as her but I lost her <gasps> so bitch douchebag
1: it's crazy though, isn't it? How the mind works and you've just got to let it play out and you've just got to go, yeah, okay, that's a bit mad, but that's cool.
2: Mm. Yeah. So what do the next few months look like for you then, Sally? Are you obviously continuing with the the therapy?
0: Yeah, continuing with a few more of those and don't, I don't know really.
2: Just, just looking after yourself. It's tricky getting back out into the world. And I think lots of people have messaged us and and mentioned previously that they are nervous about lockdown ending because this then means that, you know, the whole world of ugly feelings is like Mm. smack in the face. It's like super intense
1: exposure, isn't it, to the real world?
2: Because you can prepare and you can pretend and you can hide behind a screen or a text message, but now you're going to be getting those situations where, at nights out at weddings and other shit like that people were announcing or oh, pregnant and stroking their bellies and other shit like that um, Yeah, did you feel a bit dubious about stepping back out there
0: yeah I had I went for a coffee on Friday and I was just walking out of the coffee shop to sit outside and enjoy it and my cake and there were, the only other women there were both hugely pregnant Mm. and having a very loud conversation and I went back in to um say goodbye to the people that run the cafe and um I was like almost in tears and they were trying to distract me with trying to talk about something else because they knew and then um really sweetly um the owner sent me a message later on to make sure I was okay and offer um coffee with her uh, at some point and said that she was so sorry she couldn't leave and come and sit out with me to keep me company she knew that I was struggling that's sweet there's still see
1: there is there is nice there are nice people that are like really thoughtful and stuff out there isn't there yeah yeah definitely oh well Sally thank you so much for coming and sharing your story with us and you know especially that it's it's all so recent for you and so You know you're you're raw. not even you yeah so raw. um Bless you, and we wish you so much love and luck for the future, Thank whatever you. you decide to to do.
0: Thank you. So
1: that's touch. it, really. Keep in touch. Hmm. We'll do definitely. Thank you. No problem. All right. Well, that was that was it. Done. It was not right. <laughs> <laughs> I think I was so boring. So a boring, three, that was boring. No, do you know what I was thinking? So, so many times during that recording, I was thinking this is going to resonate with so, so many, many yeah. women because we get one of our highest, our highest downloaded episodes is one that we did on early miscarriage, right? And I just think early miscarriage, team to have missed miscarriage, and everything we have talked about is is, is really going to hit home with loads of people. And I think they're going to, it's going to give a lot of people confidence in their own stories
2: yeah okay. definitely and Sally don't all the way through you you kept saying as I'm sure other people are going through <laughs> don't worry about other people your experience yeah. it doesn't matter that other people go through it your experience is your experience and it's completely valid so don't compare yourself to others what you went through isn't any easier than anyone else's it's just yeah yeah don't you I, you're like
1: you're not a fraud if you're in any way worried about being on this podcast because you don't think that your story is bad enough yeah, because yeah other like,
2: people have been th- have been through it doesn't mean that that your experience wasn't fucking awful yeah. as well. it's
1: horrendous it's horrendous it's absolutely horrendous I'm yeah. so sorry that you've and been
2: it's, through it. it's awful not having that that closure and not knowing if you will ever get that closure and that's that's a tough thing to deal with
0: mm. I think I- after doing after it happening you know obviously listening to so many of your podcasts and doing so much after research because I had no bloody mm. idea I think it's all, also really hard to get that balance of like not feeding your head with too much stuff about what could then go further wrong. over yeah. and over yeah, yeah, so yeah I'm sort of struggling a bit with that and that's probably why I'm sort of acknowledging those who've yeah had worse yeah. experiences than me yeah, but they're just different experiences. It's different. Not necessarily
1: it's not worse. worse. Yeah. Okay. Well, Thank good you. luck with anything, and do keep good in touch. touch and honestly, touch, if you yeah. if you want any advice about anything, um, just just give us a shout. We're always on the end of a
2: DM. Sometimes we're a bit slow at answering, but we do answer in the end.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, Sally. Take Thanks. care. Have a lovely evening. And you.
1: Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast.
2: Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review, and we'll see you next week. And to find out more about our pathway to recovery, please visit our website.